Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 47 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, buying houses. <laughs> Derek's buying a house. Yeah. Congratulations, it, buddy. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm closing next week, next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So the day before be, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the day it was going to be the day after Thanksgiving, and this week, my law my attorney decide like his office decided just now to inform uh us that they are closed (laughs) (laughs) oh by the way the date that we scheduled yeah (laughs) so um that's been a headache and a half trying to get that figured out uh but i think they finally did get it figured out today which is good so good well exciting stuff yeah maybe in the future we'll we can do a podcast there yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. long feature. I got a uh, much bigger space, much nicer room. Well, at least like a nice like room instead of a <laughs> blanket, uh, a corner of a basement. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a blanket fort <laughs> that we uh, recorded. But um, yeah. exciting stuff. Very exciting. It's more fun that way. It is more fun that way. The most exciting thing is that I will be able to have like a dedicated gaming room. Yeah, that that's the dream. That's my, that's my dream. Yeah. That's my next house uh, dream or a requirement of my next house. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years for me before that happens. And video games. Joining me this week is Derek. Hello. And Andrew. Hey. No Adam. No Adam, Adam got super busy with school again. It's that time of the year for him. But uh, the three of us all got PlayStation 5s. Yeah. We've had it for a week. We've we played. The next we are in the next generation. The next <laughs> generation is upon us. It's now the current generation. It is now. Yeah, <laughs> it's now exactly. the current generation. Um. So yeah, the bulk of this episode is going to be talking about all the new games that we played and our general experiences with the uh, PlayStation Five. Um. But let's start with uh my update on <laughs> my quest to get an Xbox, my quest box. Um. So what was the? Where did we leave off last time? That Jin had ordered two, two. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think this was back on Monday or something. Jim comes into work and uh, he says, so one of those Xboxes ordered got canceled. <laughs> so, I only got one coming in because he didn't read the fine line that said you can only order one per account. Uh. So, he tried to put two in his cart. Wouldn't let him. So, we ordered one and then ordered one again. Yeah. But he yeah. used his the same account, so it didn't go through. Um and after, so one was going to go to me and the other one was going to go to another coworker of ours. Uh, and after a bunch of discussion, uh, his main point being, you already have a PS5. And my main point being, you have an Xbox One where you can play literally every single game you would possibly play on that, yeah, on the new console. Um, but after talking about it and kind of uh, coming down from the high of wanting an xbox i decided to yield the <laughs> xbox to my coworker, so he uh actually it came in yesterday and jen brought it into work today so he got that today and he's very excited about it well we um, we like partially struck a deal where i would initially take it home for and have it for a week and then give it to him for thanksgiving oh, so i could kind of like get the sense of the console yeah. comparison but then he's like oh that kind of ruins the the you know opening a new thing like right. Christmas morning feeling which Can't I sympathize yeah I sympathize with that so he's like what if I take it home unbox it play it for a couple days then give it to you then you give it back to-. and I was like all right fuck this just take it I don't care <laughs> um, so yeah that was quite a bit uh, there was a restock on Walmart today at three o'clock 
which I was sitting at my desk and promptly awaiting my to uh, to try to get it. And all three of us, actually, myself, Jin, and the other guy who uh, <laughs> got the Xbox, all were trying at 3 o'clock. I got, uh, so 10 seconds after 3 o'clock, it said out of stock. And then about a minute later, it said in stock. Uh, and I was going through the whole process, and I would click confirm address. And it would say, oh, we're having a problem processing your information, whatever. Click that. About three minutes later, it moved on to uh, confirming my payment. And then I had a bunch of issues with that. And then a couple of minutes later, it went to trying to place order. And it was having issues with that. And then it was out of stock. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, same exact shitty process. I think I've tried three separate times uh, when they said they were going to have restocks and whatnot. But, uh, <sighs> yeah. So, God doesn't want me to have an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's just uh where we are so i'm at the point now where i'm going to stop actively beating my head against the wall and kind of wait until yeah. things are more readily available wait until it's like doesn't sell out in 30 seconds and maybe sells out in an hour yeah that's <laughs> the that's the game plan so yeah. we'll see i'm in no rush there's no particular g- i have so many games on the playstation 5 and age of calamity comes out in tomorrow and i'm going to be specifically playing stuff for game of the year you still uh, got persona too yeah, I got Persona. I'm finally. Gonna, I think I'm gonna play a little bit of that this weekend. Get back into that. Um, nice. So yeah, uh, I my time is occupied anyway. So maybe in the new year, hopefully they'll get some stock. I know they did say they were gonna have. Uh, they said they were expecting limited supply throughout the next year. So we'll see when that finally kind of runs out. But that's my current update. I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let's talk about the news for the week. Um. I think a day or two after we recorded last week. Um, let's see. Who was it? The Sony Interactive Entertainment president and CEO, Jim Ryan, had a statement saying that the cross-gen PlayStation exclusives, so stuff that's going to be on PS4 yeah. and PS5, are being built from the ground up for PS5. And then kind of they're taking that version and backtracking it to be playable on the PS4, uh, which is comforting. It's cool. Because yeah. last yeah. week we were talking about how they said they are going to be like a three-year transition from the 4 to the 5. And I kind of had that mindset of, oh, this is going to make it so that the games that we would have been playing on PS5s are being held back because they also have to run on the PS4. You kind of talked me down from a cliff saying like, hey, that's not what video games are anymore. You know, it's more so like performance over graphical fidelity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So, yeah, this just kind of reasserts that of, hey, we we're building everything specifically for the PS5 and it's going to look and play the absolute best it can on this system. And then we'll start shaving away at the edges to make it yeah. work functionally on the PS4. I, I had read a, a article that I think kind of reaffirms this, that I guess every or most of the cross-gen, cross-platform games coming right now look and perform better on the PS5 because of how easy it is to develop from PS4 to PS5. Um, and so it's like it, it wasn't a huge generation. It wasn't like a complete change Mm. Uh, again, whereas the Xbox, it's de- developing for the Series X is a little bit different than developing for the Xbox One family. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense that like they should have no problem downscaling games to run on the PS4, or PS4 Pro. Whereas uh, it seems like maybe with Xbox, it might be a little diff- more difficult. Uh, I mm. wonder if if that is will be something they'll run into with maybe Halo Halo 5 maybe Halo like, Infinite Halo Infinite like maybe that's what was is has been causing this troubled development is that they're 
are differences between the two consoles and they have to get it running on both. Yeah, yeah. that's it. but it's interesting because Xbox's whole thing is, hey, we're an ecosystem. You can play anything on anything. Right. And they're the ones where it's like seems to be a little bit more of an issue than with the PlayStation. Although the PlayStation has all sorts of its own issues of people accidentally playing the PS4 version yeah, instead yeah. of the <laughs> PS5 version because they're so similar. And it's like, so yeah, it's a little bit weird and convoluted that no we'll talk more about that later on when we kind of talk about our experiences but i'm i'm curious to see over the next year or two if uh the ps5 ports are just a little bit better for a while as developers like compared to the series x yeah Mm. yeah i was hearing reports that it seemed that assassin's creed valhalla was ran slightly better on the ps5 which shocked me at first but now with this explanation that you just gave it makes a little bit more sense um, so yeah, that's exciting stuff that it's where they're not going to be hindering the experience of people who have PS fives. Yeah. And it's cool that for three years, you basically don't need one. Yeah, it's for, true. Like that's, that's kind of nice, which is a nice, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a nice sentiment. No, nice. It's, it's nice to know as someone, uh, who has a PS four that you don't like cause stock is such a problem right, right now. Right. PS5. Like, like, you don't have to feel so bad about not getting one because, you're not having the best experience, but you're having mostly this same experience on your PS4 as you're, you would on a PS5. You're still going to get those big first-party titles that are coming out for the next couple of years, and yeah. that that is as like a, so for Sony fanboys is is a comforting thing, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they announced remasters of Neo One and Neo Two for PS5, uh, and it's coming to PC as well. So I've never played either of the Neo games. However, I've heard they're really good. And Derek, do I recall correctly, you've played the first one? Uh, yeah, I played the first one. Okay. What did you think of it? The There are good. They're, they're like st- the, the first one was kind of stuck in that limbo of being a s- kind of ripoff. Not a rip, a, a, like a Dark Souls clone. Yeah. But then it also had Ninja its... Ninja Souls. Yeah, like it had its own kind of like little twist on the gameplay formula. Like it's not an open world game. It's like mission based. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like kind of like gave it its own identity. Um, like similar to Ghost of Tsushima, there are stances that like are better for... So uh, it definitely has that like samurai feel to it. Um, I got stuck on a boss and just like never went back to it. Mm. But uh, I might, I feel like I want, I wanted to play the second one because I heard the second one's really, really good. Yeah, I heard it's even better. Um, and kind of starts to chart its own path, uh, uh, like from the Dark Souls series. And it's kind of so, yeah, I think I might pick these up when they come out for PS5. Yeah, it just They're, says 2021 as of right now. Yeah. There was a period of time where I thought that Neo. Ghost of Tsushima and Sekiro were the same game. <laughs> so, Samurai game? Yeah, 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 like back before I was really deep into the Sony ecosystem and I was kind of just tendentially aware of all of these Samurai Ninja games, I was like, oh, you know, the Ninja game. Uh, <laughs> so this one is the only one that I'm really not familiar with in any way. So, so a remake for PS5 or remaster, yeah. I think, will be cool so as a fan of 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 ghost of tsushima and now a fan of the dark souls genre are you gonna get this sander oh yeah yeah i think so but cool i I mean i've been i've actually been thinking about it too i'm really looking forward to playing sekiro like eventually Mm. not only because most of the time i uh not i don't feel obligated to but i but as a general consumer of games i feel 
it's almost my duty to to play the game game of the year nominees. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like that's what I was doing with 2017 for a little bit because after sure I played Breath of the Wild and I played Mario, but like Horizon and Persona were blind spots for me. So you love both of those games. I do love both of those <laughs> games. Both of those games are in my top ten games ever now. <laughs> so, so Sekiro having one game of the year last year, I really want to play it. Mm. Cool. Um, but I, Neo, yeah, I'll probably pick up Neo. Sweet. Uh, I I'm assuming if I ever dip my toes into the dark souls universe yeah. this isn't where i should start probably start at like <sighs> dark souls one or bloodborne or something start at demon souls yeah demons actually honestly because of what i've heard that it what it does for the ps5 performance and like being one of the two games that you can only play on the ps5 it's worth playing just for that yeah so i might but um, also i mean the way that i'm looking at it is that i've already played dark souls one and I'm kind of taking a step back and going to Demon Souls, and then I'm going to play the rest of the series in release order. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I'll probably hold off on this. I honestly will probably never play it. But <laughs> I will, I'm will. i looking forward to when you guys play it. Uh, IO Interactive, makers of the Hitman games, announced today. today yeah, today. That they their next game is going to be a James Bond game called Project 007 and his entirely new Bond story. This is cool. Yeah. Didn't didn't I hear it was an origin story? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's, it's a, a it's James Bond origin story, which yep. like take it or leave it. Some people love every fictional character ever to have an origin story. Some people are super over it because they tend to be systematic and similar. But you, you know, everyone has their preference. But regardless, taking the Hitman formula and putting it in the James Bond world, I think is gonna be really, really cool. It gets me super oh, exciting, yeah. uh, excited, uh, and I think they're going to do a really good job with it, honestly. Have you guys played any of the Hitman games? Nope. I have not. I've appreciated them from afar. Yeah. I, I think the last one I played was like one that came out for the 360. I think it was Blood Money. Okay. And and like those those were cool then, and I've only like only heard really good things about the, the two or the reboot, and then its sequel. Um, what are so those, like, third-person shooters? It's kind of like a sandbox game where you have to assassinate yeah. people, but you can do it in, sim- like, different things. Like, think Breath of the Wild Shrines. There's but, usually... But, like, you're an assassin. Yeah, you're, yeah, there's several ways to solve this thing. So it's true. about getting creative and doing it. I want to say, like, the closest comparison is, like, um, ah, not even... I was going to say, like, Metal Gear Solid... But not e- like in just the sense that you, it's like you have this wide open space, I guess more like Metal Gear Solid five. Yeah. Where it's just it's a sandbox and you go in with equipment and you do the mission and you do it how you want to do it. Yeah. It, it's very vague of like kill this guy and then yeah. you have to learn his routine and like learn people around you's routine and be like, oh, the guy, the he buys ice cream from the ice cream guy uh, at this time. So yeah. if I if I kill the ice cream guy and dress up as the ice cream guy, I can be <laughs> right. There. And like I like I like that might not be super accurate to how it actually happens. I've never actually played one of these games, but it's around. It's that general idea of doing shit like that. That's cool. I guess it, the, the the closest comparison is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like yeah, but, the, if it but was... only like the actual assassin missions where you're like. Going in and need to assassinate the guy, and it's and there's just way more to do. Way yeah, there's like way way more to do. Cool. There's not a lot of 
Like, you, you can't, I don't think you can just, like, run in and run and gun and just try to hit, like, you have to, like, assassinate him and get away with it. Yeah. So putting that in the James Bond Yeah, universe, I was just going to say that, right. but James Bond sounds cool. Yeah. Um, it'll probably, Hitman tends to have, like, a campy, silly aspect to it, which I can't imagine them doing with James Bond. Mm. They're probably going to have to but, keep it a little more serious because it's a uh, an intellectual property that they're That's the borrowing. thing, though, is, like, James Bond, at least, like, the older movies are kind of like a little campy and and silly like they not to the level of hitman not to the level of hitman but like there is i think there is room for kind of like creative ways to to do things Mm -hmm. um i mean obviously it's not going to be a hitman game but because it's james bond (laughs) (laughs) but uh like yeah i i don't know i after they announced this i was like super excited for it yeah sounds really really cool um we don't have any sort of idea of when it's going to be coming out. It's just right now called Project 007. There's no actual name. They're just saying, hey, we're working on this. Yeah. And I'm sure we won't hear anything about it for a good while. Uh, considering the second Hitman game, I think, just came out like a year or two ago. Yes. And they maybe just finished the final like update for it. Yeah, that like sounds this about year. right. It's probably like a, a two two years away. Yeah, that's a good guess. Two, three years, somewhere in that range. Um, so, yeah, exciting stuff there. So Capcom was hacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they got got. This was a couple days ago that this happened, but just today, there there was a big leak from that hack, kind of showcasing what the next was goes up to. So the four next, years. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, four-ish years. Qu- yeah, because it goes up to quarter four, twenty twenty-four. So the next four years of Capcom games is kind of lined out here. Resident Evil Outbreak. Is this something we've known about? I don't think so. No. There was like a weird multiplayer Resident Evil game, but that released with three, correct? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. So we don't know what Resident Evil Outbreak is. It's a game from the PlayStation 2 era. Oh, it's a multiplayer game that came out like back on the PS2. Huh. Like one of like the only online games for PlayStation 2. Yeah. And uh, so people think it's a multiplayer game like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because with like you know Resident Evil Eight on the horizon, you'd imagine that there's not a lot of other big Resident Evil single player stuff they're working on. <laughs> did you read this list? Or but, I mean, besides that <laughs> one, um, <laughs> did you read this list? Well, I mean, I skimmed it. <laughs> I saw the I saw the like the the big ones. Okay, so you didn't read the list in full because there's well, three I, ha- I think Resident at the Evil time I s- at the time I saw four Resident Evil games. On all right, well, by <laughs> the time I saw the list. I don't think that enough, <laughs> enough people had dug into it to get that compilation. I had only seen like a very basic understanding of it. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, Resident Evil Outbreak, Q4 21. Then we got Dragon's Dogma 2. I don't yeah. actually know anything about Dragon's Dogma. Have they announced Dragon's Dogma 2? Yeah. I think they said they working they were working on it, but there's okay. been no like formal announcement. So this is supposed to be coming out Q2 of 2022. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Then we got Street Fighter Six. Yeah, they can stop just releasing new versions of Street Fighter Five. Yeah. <laughs> so a whole new Street Fighter game. A lot of people, as far as I can tell, in the fighting game community, weren't a huge fans of Street Fighter Five. They said it's fine, but it's not fantastic. Yeah, they're gonna play it because it's the new one and it's exactly. you know getting the most headlines. But so that's Q3 2022. Then we have a Rockman match, which is Mega Man match. So this sounds like it might be a... Like a Bejeweled type? Yeah, yeah a Mega Man mobile like game. Like a mobile game. Which could be cool. I know Puzzle Fighter was on mobile, and I that was super sweet, and they ended up taking it down 
I also want to say I read somewhere that that could be a mistranslation of the the Japanese name of uh, Rockman uh, or the word match. Uh, might the be? Rock, yeah. Rock, yeah, like okay. yeah, Rockman is Mega Man, but it, like the match part could be something else mistranslated. Okay, so that's Q three twenty twenty two, Resident Evil four remake Q four twenty twenty two, which that's super exciting because yeah. I love Resident Evil four. We're about to play it for the book club mm-hmm. or game club or backlog power hour. <laughs> The fishbowl. So, yeah, that's super exciting. Monster Hunter 6, which it's not Monster Hunter World 2. So are they going back to the style when they were on, like, the 3DS and they were Nintendo games? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Not a big Monster Hunter fan myself. Um, That's Q2 2023. It's Biohazard Apocalypse. Biohazard, we know, being the Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. That is Q3 2023. So that's definitely the Resident Evil 8 sequel. So, so Resident Evil 9? What? Apocalypse? Is there like a... Can you so make it would, a... So it would what go what? Biohazard, a village, then Apocalypse? As part of Resident like a trilogy? Evil 7, uh, then Resident Evil Village. But then there's no like... Because 9 is X... I don't think it. I X. I don't think it needs to. They don't want you. Don't want to do the thing. I don't think it. I. I. It just sounds like maybe like the. Maybe it's a do like title. a trilogy with this yeah. with Ethan as the main character yeah. or something or. Okay, so yeah, that could be that. Uh, then we have SSF Six. Super Street Fighter Super Six. Street Fighter Super Six. Street so Fighter Six. So an already planned new version of Street Fighter Six, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is Q4 2023. So that is. A uh, year and a quarter away from Street the Street Fighter, Fighter 6. Six. <laughs> then there's Final Fight Remake and Power Stone Remake, Q2 and Q3 of 2024. Those are both fighting games, ca- old Capcom fighting in games. In 2024? Bo- yeah, sorry, both in 2024. Okay. Then Ultra Street Fighter 6 oh my God. for Q4 2024. So a year after Super Street Fighter 6, <laughs> we're going to get Ultra Street Fighter. Because you know Why? what? Just milk the tea of Street Fighter. And then the last... Street Fighter? And the last thing on this list is Resident Evil Hank, which they think is supposed to be, uh, it's a mistranslation, it's supposed to be Hunk, who is in Resident Evil 2. Okay. Uh, and 3? Hunk. One of them. Yeah, he's a dude. He's like a, um additional playable character. Oh, like you okay. beat the campaign a couple of times. So that's Q4 2024. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, so yeah, that so is the list. Yeah, a couple of, like, th- those could just be working titles. And it sounds like a lot of these also are like, here's what we have for ideas, but like aren't going to be in development for another two or three years or two, maybe two years. Yeah. Like uh, it sounds like uh, maybe, I don't know how big Capcom's teams are, but like, it sounds like the big ones that they're working on are probably Dragon's Dogma 2, Street Fighter, Street 6, Fighter 6, Resident Evil's, Resident Evil Outbreak and Resident Evil 8. And then all those teams after that will move on to these other games. Well, assuming Resident Evil 8 is coming out next year, it means it's probably close to or done. Yeah, Resident Evil 8, I'm assuming, is nearly done. Resident Evil 4 Remake is probably the bigger focus. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, buddy, 2022. They're probably two separate teams, honestly. But um, I mean, you'd have to with fucking four games coming out in the next four years. Yeah. Five if you count eight. So exciting stuff. There's a couple things on this list that I'm really excited for. So yeah. we'll see uh, how that ends up panning out. If this is actually legit, it seems yeah. legit. But any person with a brain who knows anything about Capcom's history could make a list that looks like this. Right. So <laughs> there's no way of really knowing. But time will tell. 
All right, last thing I want to talk about, the Game Awards. Uh, the the Game only Awards. really official It's like award the Oscars show. of video games. Yeah, it's like the Oscars of video games, basically. I'd uh, say it's more like the Golden Globes of video you, games. You but the, the Golden Globes is TV, isn't it's it? It's the same idea. No, it's movies. Oh, Golden Globes is it's movies? It's movies and TV. Oh. The point is it's, it's the most prestigious video game award show. Yes. Well, I'm pretty sure the Dice Awards are the most prestigious video game award show. Really? Yeah. Are well, you sure? The this is interactive. the most mainstream one. The the Dice yeah. Awards sometimes go to weird things, though, and that's why I think it's more like the Oscars. Because sometimes so the what Oscar you're saying is I should watch the things. Dice Awards. They're, well, they don't. They don't. It's like a it's like a industry award. So it's not like it's not broadcasted. I don't yeah, think it's so. not. A, it's not a show. This is a show. So yeah. I should. That's the one I should care about, though. This is like the CMAs. Sure. <laughs> this is a, a <laughs> an important game award show, basically. <laughs> Uh, they announced all of their nominees for all their categories. Um, so I wanted to quickly run down some of the bigger ones. The Last of Us. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna skip like all the esports stuff. It's mostly like the big stuff at the top. Um, so let's start with. Yeah, I don't care about all like the specific. All right, we're gonna start with best performance. We got uh, Ashley Johnson as Ellie from The Last of Us. We got Laura Bailey as Abby from The Last of Us. Uh, Daisuke Tsuji Daisuke as Jin, uh, from Ghost of Tsushima. That's the English actor, right? Obviously, I believe yeah. so. Probably both. I don't know if they nominate the Japanese actor. Logan, <laughs> are they different actors? Yeah. Logan Cunningham, who who plays Hades yeah. in Hades, and then Naji Jeter, uh, the guy who plays Miles Morales mm-hmm. in Spider Man. Uh, so I think that's a pretty solid list. Yeah. I don't think anyone in particular was snubbed here. Uh, maybe the guy who plays Cal Kestis from Star Wars. That would have been a good one. Yeah, except yeah. they had to put two from Last of Us. Yeah. It, but, it's, it, but, I mean, they're both well-deserved. Yes. I, it feels like Fallen Order was just kind of... It got one nomination. And, and, it, and it felt list. like that one... It, was it did for get best, a nomination? It got a nomination yeah. for best... Best action adventure. Action adventure game, and it felt like it was only there... So that people to qualm the people, people who were yeah. like, is last is is it going to count? Yeah, right. Uh, best audio design: Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, and The Last of Us Part Two. You're going to start noticing a theme the around this part. The first year in the probably the last four or five years that Call of Duty will not win Best Audio Design. Yeah, that's because the audio in Black Cold War is awful. <laughs> well, also because it didn't meet the cutoff. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's, know. We don't know. And Jeff and I were talking about this earlier. We'll preface the rest of this of these nominations that there is zero transparency from the Game Awards on how their nominations work, what games are considered, what games are eligible, yeah. what the cutoff date is. Yeah, because uh, Persona Five Royal was nominated for Best JRPG, but it wasn't nominated for anything else. Where, yeah. like theoretically, where that should wi- be for uh, it should win Best Art Direction, Best Audio, Best, best uh, Music score. And score. And even game of the year it should be yeah, it could be nominated for game of the year if yeah. like if it's eligible like eligible <laughs> but like yeah there's nowhere where it says like games that fall under this category can be nominated for this thing it's very mm-hmm. weird and, and then you have things like miles morales being nominated for things but i didn't see there's no nominations for demon souls and i don't know whether that speaks to the actual quality of demon souls or whatever because it's a remake but like yeah. you'd think that it would it would turn some heads uh, best score in music, we have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, and Last of Us Part Two. Best art direction, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, and Last of Us Part Two. 
Best narrative, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Never heard of it, but apparently it's really cool. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> uh, best Game Direction, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. Game of the Year. So this is like the big one that most people care about. Apparently um, Game Direction is like in that echelon for them. Yeah, I I think game direction's pretty important. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like how at the Oscars, like the two big ones are best director and best uh, uh, film. The film of the year. Yeah. Um. So game of the year. So there's a couple controversial. So the obvious ones: Last of Us Part Two, obviously it was going to be there. Ghost of Tsushima, that was obviously going to be there. And I think Final Fantasy VII Remake was a, a shoe in. Those three are. All I mean, there. the rest of the list is definitely more of a toss up than those two. Uh, yes. Um. Hades, I am very happy to see got yeah. nominated. I think it's super well deserved. I think it is one of the best games of the year. And then these last two, this one is, of the they're question marks, but for different reasons. Yeah, this is where it's like I wish they were transparent about why they chose certain things. Because Animal Crossing is on here, which are you only throwing it on there because it's all anyone talked about in 2020 because it was a quarantine, not because it's a good game. I've heard so things I've heard about Animal Crossing is that it was like. Like I think more of a cultural cultural phenomenon than we really like. Oh, I know it's a know. huge. Oh yeah, but like so, there's people who talk about like people who've never touched a video game before were playing Animal Crossing this year. Yeah, which is like I get it, but also what what is the what is best game of the year really mean? So they you know they they have a blurb under each of the categories. Their game of the year blurb is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience. Across all creative and technical fields, which hmm. is where I think yeah. Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, no. So that is so that was a fucking lie. Creative and technical. This game is a technical nightmare. Um, it's not even that great of a creative game. So yeah, so that I kind of baffled me, <laughs> and I think that's just on there so that they don't get screamed at by. Uh, I think all the angry Nintendo fans. They're gonna get screwed. They would get screamed at by more like non-gaming people for not having it then they would get screamed at for like gaming people but for putting it on there like i'm not gonna tweet at anyone i'm just not that kind of person yeah but like we thing. don't like jeff you and i you know aren't hot on animal crossing yeah. we don't personally think it should have been nominated but i understand why it was yeah. non-gaming people don't watch the game awards <laughs> that, yeah. probably don't even know the game awards is a thing yeah so neither I'm, did steph curry and he got a, he, he <laughs> fucking uh <laughs> delivered one last year i'm yeah i'm just i'm Quite baffled that Animal Crossing on here, uh, and then the but other this one, last one baffles me even more. Yeah, this one's even bigger question mark. Doom Eternal kind of came out of nowhere. At no point since Doom Eternal's release in March has someone said, "You know what's a game of the year contender?" <laughs> Doom, Doom Eternal. Eternal over games like Persona Five, uh, Spider-Man, Spider yeah, Half Life Alex, yeah. Like there are plenty of other games that I could have filled this slot with. Yeah, and it's weird. It's a weird one. It seems like it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that one is just a big question mark. Like, even you guys, when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, should I play Doom Eternal? And you guys are like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's, it's a great game, no, but like it's not. No one's it's hyped not game about of the it. year yeah. uh, contender in any capacity, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's plenty of other games that people are super jazzed on. And maybe we're just not hearing this community of people who are super jazzed on it. Also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla only got nominated for like one thing. Innovation and accessibility, I think, was yeah. one of its only nominations. Uh, yeah, I thought it got a couple. Best action adventure game as well. Ah, okay. Um, 
Jedi Fallen Order should have been in Game of the Year over. Yeah, even uh, yeah. Uh, if it was eligible, then then yes. So, yeah, weird stuff. I don't understand. Yeah, and and like you were saying, Derek, it's probably uh, like people who don't play video games might not even know what the Game Awards is, let right. alone do they watch it. And this is a problem I have with it, and why I might try to pay more attention to the Dice Awards going forwards is because the Game Awards is just a hype show. Yeah. That's all it it's, is. It's, it's made to make announcements, mm-hmm. recognize some, you know, brilliance in games throughout the year, whatever, but all of their nominations are purely headlines. That's all it is. Yeah. It's very, uh, they do what you expect them to do. The mm-hmm. things that you expect to win are going to win. Last of Us Part 2 is going to get nominated for everything. Just like Red Dead 2 is going to get nominated for everything. Yeah. Like, it's the games, no- it's the games that made the best hi- headlines over the course of the year the games that created the most buzz yeah uh and to certain to a certain extent they're not going to actually recognize actual amazing video games yeah to a, to an extent it's weird that ori didn't make it yeah right me, in like, game, of, game the of the year yeah yeah ori significantly you know. better than animal crossing and doom like i would easily take it over either of those two but for the first time ever we're going to have our own fucking yeah, awards. Exactly. Yeah, So we don't have Screw to care. It. So, yeah, it's like <laughs> I would always get so upset. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. But yeah. Now- and, like, that's why I know that, you know, certain people, namely Matt, will disagree with me uh, or maybe dispute this. But I've always, from a non-movie watcher, I always would, like, hear about, like, film of the year nominations and say, and I haven't heard of 90% of these, mm-hmm. and thought, like, okay, well, that must be because that, they are know what they're talking about and they know that even if these aren't the marvel or the you know the avengers end games with the highest grossing film of all time didn't you know get nominated for film of the yeah, year that's always steve's argument too which i don't necessarily get behind but even matt when he was on the our show was talking i think that part might have gotten cut out just because it was so off topic but um he was talking about he doesn't necessarily agree with like how the oscars does their shit and like what gets nominated and what wins yeah but that's what i'm saying i'm saying matt would say that that the movies that they nominated are awful but uh but as an out from an outside perspective as someone who doesn't know anything about film uh when i see the list of the names i'm like oh well those must be still good movies even if nobody's heard of them like on this list for game of the year like Last of Us is uh, what's that war movie? Nineteen something? Nineteen seventeen? Is that what? Nineteen. It's a movie that's very clearly made to win Oscars. Last of Us Part Two is very clearly a game that's tr- made to try to win awards. And then you have but Animal Crossing, which is like the Avengers, where it's like it doesn't deserve to be I here. I feel like but that's a terrible statement, though. It is because the Last because of Us Part there Two are no awards in video games. They mean absolutely nothing. That is very, very the true. The Game Awards is not about giving out awards. It's literally a product placement hour <laughs> about our game. Like, it, four yeah, hours. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why it gets me so. Worked I up yeah, I don't know why we care about it so much. <laughs> but we do. But That's we the do. Problem. <laughs> because but, it's because it's become you know the biggest publication and yes. broadcast of video game award related things in the last five years video games are made to make money yes and entertain us awards mean nothing about making money yeah so i wish that the game awards took more of an oscars approach where they maybe you know fucking doom and animal crossing don't get nominated and games that maybe not as many people played are nominated because they're better video games 
It's okay, because you know what's more prestigious than the Game Awards? The Game Sharks, baby. The fucking Sharkies. <laughs> so uh, look for that in January of 2020. Cause yeah, every, all, you t- all you 10 Rhode Islanders. Every game developer in the world wants to win a Sharky, <laughs> and they just don't know it yet. We've already got plenty of bribes. <laughs> look for back-of-the-box quotes coming yeah. to a fucking Last of Us near you. <laughs> um, all right. Let's take a break. That's it for news. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the games we've been playing and the PS5 as a whole. We're in the generation that is next cur- current. Okay, we are back, and we're going to talk about games we've been playing. But first, Derek is going to give us an update on his race with Dante. An Dark Souls. The final conclusion. Yeah, the conclusion. (laughs) All right, Derek, what happened? To the bet. So um, I finished uh, the last two bosses, Nameless King and um, Soul of Cinder, this this week. Uh, And I had a pretty good time. I I think I beat Dark Souls 3 in 19 19 hours and four minutes, I think was the total, which was the fastest out of all three games. For you, you did the, for f- the third one the fastest. Yeah, which nice. I mean, it makes a little sense because it's the one I played most recent, and mm-hmm. it also has the least amount of bosses. I think it has nineteen compared to like twenty-two, and then thirty-two in Dark Souls two. Uh, so uh, I think I had said I went into I went into Dark Souls two with a four and a half hour lead. I went out of Dark Souls or sorry, yeah, out of Dark Souls two into Dark Souls three with a w- one hour behind. And uh, just wasn't enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dante and I are talking about it, and he he was like getting scared because I before you Jeff had told us to stop like communicating how what our times were with each other. I was like cruising through the game, like way faster than he was. And he was <laughs> so he was like, "Uh oh, like I'm gonna lose, like I might lose this." Um, but then once I got to the last two bosses it took me a total of three hours to beat those, to beat those two. two bosses and i think he did it in like 45 minutes total god damn and so that's where he got you that's where he well, got me if, you kicked yeah. off the podcast that's it <laughs> so welcome uh, dante yeah welcome <laughs> the leading dante. member thanks for joining us today featuring dante <laughs> from the devil may cry series uh well yeah it was the a- derek may cry series <laughs> Derek is gonna cry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. Uh, I it it almost feels like karma, you know, for not finishing the last two bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that I you're I should destined to lose. Officially lose this one, but I I will say I am proud that I beat him on two of the three games. Which um, so which one? So by you? electoral college rules, you win. Yeah, it's true. Um, so if you stop counting how long <laughs> you played the game, <laughs> <laughs> then you win. No. That's if you just don't, don't count, count Dark Souls two. Dark Souls two. That's that's the approach that the you bet. went for uh, the last two bets. <laughs> and it just, it, uh, history shows that it's not going to work out there, Don. So, um, anyways, yeah. Uh, so Dante will receive his his three meals when uh, congratulations, Dante. Things hopefully return to to normal. Yeah, maybe next year, um, <laughs> late uh, next year. Hopefully, these three restaurants still exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I guess it was kind of vague. Tacos, tacos, ramen, and Korean barbecue. So, oh, can I come with you yeah, for Korean too. barbecue? You can come, but can I am not paying for your meal. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> what if? 
So I <laughs> let's. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we publicly yeah, challenge so, us? Ri- challenge oh ourselves right now. So Adam's not here. So he's he can partake if he wants. But uh, I propose this same challenge, but with our podcast determined favorite game of all time, Hollow Knight. Uh, I am one hundred percent for this. All bosses. But uh, so I have a couple questions. Path of Pain, yes or no? And Trial of the Fool, yes or no? What is pa- actually? What are those? Uh, so the Path of Pain is like a. Andrew's gonna like crush us, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the Path of Pain is like a parkour challenge, okay. and it's ridiculously difficult. Uh, and the Trial of the Fool is that like is a the, side mission? It's yeah. It was okay. part of the DLC. You is have that to the like thing with the flower. No, the oh. flower is a separate side quest. I don't know if you want to include that or not. I either. was thinking just bosses. All right, and I answer. I kind of answer my own question because there is a boss at the end of Trial of the Fool that counts in all bosses. Okay. Then I guess we'll have to do Trial of the Fool. Uh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you don't want to be a part of no, it? No, I don't want to be a part oh, of it. Oh, come on. Well, that's too bad. You'd have no idea the mental anguish. We're going to... Here's the is. thing. It's one game instead of three. Uh, and we're gonna we're not going to start it for a while. I think that Hollow Knight is a more stressful game to play than Dark Souls. You False. Think so? I think it is uh, incorrect. That's just stressful. factually wrong. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it a little <laughs> bit more, but this might be a thing yeah. that we do. I think it would be really fun. I think it's a cool I idea. I also think it would be very fun. Well, we're obviously, we'll give it some distance. We'll get past the holidays, get past Game of the Year stuff, and then maybe in February when things we'll are slow. We'll get past the holidays and then to the hollow days. <sighs> All right. Um, and all right, Andrew, you kicked fit. off the podcast. We are fit. <laughs> Shark you later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm sorry that you lost, but thank you for bringing us on that uh, yeah. journey um. with you. Uh, you said you had one other game that you wanted to talk about before yeah. we talk about all our PlayStation games. So in the like small amount of time uh, that I like, I guess I, I, I was playing it as my I don't want to play Dark Souls right now game, I guess. And before the PlayStation 5 kind of came out, I played Resident Evil 7. All oh, nice! It? All of it. Wait, what? all of it? It is a really short game. I don't know if you guys know. Oh that. yeah, it is. Yeah, really it's short, only like it's only an eight-hour hour game. Oh, it's eight hours. Yeah, I knew it was Damn. pretty short. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah. yeah. But how many Resident Evil games have you played? One. Resident Two. Evil Seven. Two. Resident Evil. Well, three now. The I guess. First one. Resident yeah. Evil, the first game. Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Revelations. Okay. Oh. Okay. Nice. So yeah, uh, I I liked it a lot. Um, I liked the first person perspective that I know you didn't really was not a fan in- of enjoy. Uh, I liked the I like just like the the whole pacing of the game and like there weren't. I liked how few and far between kind of enemies could be, except for like the one or two kind of like enemies that are following you around at certain points in the game. Mm. Um. The towards the later game, it, like the like the later part of the game, it does get there's like more enemies, but you also are kind of more equipped to deal with them. I don't. How far did you get? I got to the part where I was in the basement and the black goop monster started showing up. That's about where I was too. So I checked my. So the first thing I did, uh, you know, uh, we'll get more into this later. But the first thing I did when I logged into my PS5 was check how long I'd been playing each game on my. PS4 previously, and <laughs> I only put two hours into Resident Evil 7. Really? It felt way longer than it was because I was using the VR, so yeah. like I had to stop after 20 minutes of playing because it just made me so sick. Mm. So, like, in the in the main house, mm-hmm. 
uh, like the basement, the, like where the de- like you were going to get the heads, the the heads for the door, the the uh, yes. the dog heads. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. No. So I, we did not get far at all. You guys did not get far in that game at all. No. Nope. Oh. And I didn't like it up to that point. Yeah. And, and I got, I died to those stupid black monsters several times, and I was just like. This isn't worth it for but me. But it's really yeah. e- I like just confused myself. You just have to kill. hit him in the head with the gun and three times. It's really easy to run away and dodge them. Yeah, I, I ran up to them and just knifed them a bunch and canceled their animations, but like one would get me. Huh. And that would, yeah, I when I play that I kind of game, I like to take my time and, and explore and really like look at every corner of the room. And mm-hmm. with those guys there, I didn't have that time, so I tried my best to kill every single one of them. Uh, and for that reason, I ran out of bullets. So that's I guess like... When there was more than one, I just ran away. And a lot of the rooms are, like, set up in a way where you can just, like, kite them around an object and then run to the other door and then close the door. Yeah. And then you're, like, good to go. Can they not get through doors? No, they can't get through doors. Oh, okay. So so that was my complaint. I think they were trying to make them big, scary things that you're supposed to run away from. But Resident Evil hasn't trained me to do that. It's trained me to be scared and then tackle the problem. And... So I think that's my problem. I was trying to tackle the problem, and it seems like it maybe wanted me to run away. Well, I think and the game was designed as a VR game, too, so the first-person perspective, I think, is supposed to help with that. Yeah. Uh, where if you're looking at it and you can't not look at it, then you have to. You want to run away, probably. Mm. I think I also think, I guess, you've played a lot of the like more recent games that are a little more action-oriented. Yeah. Whereas like, I had played one and revelations and they're both, both very, very slow. they're very slow and it's like if you have four bullets you're probably not going to kill this zombie because there's a good chance there's probably another one soon after that yeah. and you're not you're going to be completely like it's i feel like those games definitely uh less less a little so revelations i think that that one's still a little more like uh you, you kind of I think have more ammo. Revelations is close to four. I'm very curious yeah. to see how you feel about four after playing seven and liking it. Uh, yeah, I am. Because nothing has very ever. Curious I mean, I liked seven. See. Don't get me wrong. I just decided to stop playing because I'm an idiot. I don't know if I ever updated you guys on that. Remember how I said I thought I soft locked myself? Yeah, completely wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't like that. Would have been know a how thing. you. I'm just do that, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked up. The, I ended up just watching the rest of the cutscenes on the internet. Yeah, and yeah. That's what I did too. Yeah. Also, very confusing story. Yeah. Well, something about a little girl or something. Yeah, no, it's not that confusing. Uh, it's uh, just it's they, weird. We'll talk about it off mic. You cool? Cause yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and cause you guys watched the cutscenes, so you miss all of like the little lore. Bits oh yeah, there's a lot of lore. Like I watched a separate video of like the of like the the videotapes from Clancy. Yeah, and uh, and like the, like the like uh, the what was it the poker game or whatever? Did you see that? Uh, that is, I think, a DLC. Yeah, that shit's creepy. Yeah, but how did you how did you feel about the the horror? Were you scared? I mean, it was the game was creepy, and um, I would say like a feeling of dread. Like I, there was only one jump scare, or is one it when, time is it when he comes out of the wall? No, and it wasn't even a purposeful jump scare. I just like opened a door, and a bug was there, <laughs> and I jumped. And I was like, "Why did I just jump at that?" It wasn't even yeah. the game wasn't even trying to scare me. It was just like I opened the door, and there was a bug yeah, flying right I, there. I, yeah. I felt like it was really going. It was relying hard on. The first person on, perspective. Yeah, I'm being and scary and dread, and I didn't feel either of those. And yeah. I think that's part of why I didn't work. I'm, it's interesting that none of us really feel that that way about it, that it's scary, because 
almost everything else I hear about Seven is that a lot of people have to stop playing it because of how scary it is. Yeah. Like I stopped playing two because I was like, I know I have to go fight. That was that was more of like an existential thing. Yeah, like I have to fight three zombies and I have two bullets. I don't know what to do. And yeah. I was like, I didn't want to open the door. I was like, I'm gonna come back to this at a later time, and I never went because <laughs> I'm a big old chicken. Um, yeah, I but like that's different. I don't think it was scary, but I I did like I thought this this the like setting and the like the house was creepy yeah. and yeah. Uh, the other areas you go to are are really creepy. The the uh, oil tanker later in the game is is pretty creepy. Um, Does Ethan get more interesting as a character, or is he just a generic white dude who just happened to stumble into this scenario? Uh. Not yes. really, because he <laughs> isn't really the focus of. He's just kind of like a vehicle. Like the the characters that it focuses on are more like uh, the family, yeah, and, and Mia. Uh, Mia. Um, See, I think that's another issue that I had with it. It's like the character I'm playing, I'm have zero interest in. So. And yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the like you're supposed to have in, like interest in ethan like but he's like, a guy looking for his girlfriend yeah and then but i care about chris and i care about claire and leon and jill like those are all well, characters I think, who i think are really cool if you think about it it kind of goes hand in hand with the switch to first person perspective it's like maybe you're not meant to really get am attached I, to ethan because you're not I, seeing him am i supposed to be ethan i don't even think it's supposed to like do you you're know, supposed to be ethan does do you ever see what ethan looks like there's a moment in the game when you first get to the ship where yes, Mia, uh, yeah, Mia, you, you like play as Mia for like a hot minute, uh, and then Ethan is on the ground, but you don't see his face; you just see the back of his head. I want to say later in the game. Oh no, I don't even think. I think you see like his neck and then like a corner of his face, but yeah. not even his whole face. He kind of looks like Peter Parker before they changed what Peter Parker looks like in the Spider-Man 2017. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought I don't think you're supposed to like really see what he looks like yeah blank slate white dude yeah i and it, i think it was kind of like a, a thing where like it's a shift to first person so it's it is harder to care about a character that in a first person perspective you know i don't know how many games master chief yeah but i also care more about master chief because i've read a lot of the halo novels yeah. and anyways we've been talking about resident master evil 7 chief says for like a six time. words throughout the entire Halo franchise. <laughs> Derek, did you get the good ending? Uh, I think so. Is there a good and bad who'd you, ending? Who'd you I save? I got the canonical. I saved Mia, so I think I got like that's the, the good ending. ending. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, that's enough about Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really liked it. Oh, I I'm recommend done. it. Uh, okay, that was all you had. Yeah. Andrew, do you have anything that wasn't PlayStation Five related? Nothing. I didn't play on my PS Five. Okay. Then let's get into it. There's a list of launch games that we've all played, and we're just going to kind of go down the list. Uh, I think we've all touched all of them in some fashion, in some combination. Um, so I think we should start off with the obvious one, Astro's Playroom, the the bundled yep. in game. Mm -hmm. Did everybody play this? Yep. Yep. I played it for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Andrew and I platinumed it. Correct. I, I, I platinumed it the day I got the console. Yeah. I uh, actually didn't play it until, like, Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's a super quick playthrough. I think four hours to get the platinum. Yep. It's... It's a simple but fun collectathon platformer, and it mostly showcases what the DualSense can do, and it was yeah. very, very cool in that regard. It out Nintendo Nintendo. Yeah, it gave very Nintendo vibes, and it's like, 
is a love letter to the history of PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. And it does <laughs> such a good job showcasing the dual sense. Yeah. There are robots scattered throughout the game that are cosplaying or like performing scenes from all the most yeah. famous. Yeah. Things. Every single one that I saw and recognized, I got so giddy and excited <laughs> to be like, oh, that's The Last of Us. Or that one is uh, Alucard was, was there in was there. There was one news Alucard. There was Jin. Yeah, Jin Sakai uh, is in there. there Heavy was Rain. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Everyone's doing the Crash Bandicoot dance. I got. <laughs> so I was like, okay. This is my one chance for my love of Legend of Dragoon to like pop up <laughs> somewhere, which is owned by Sony. It was a first-party PS1 game, and it was not anywhere in the game. And I was like, well, if I had any hopes of a remake or a sequel, that is out the window. That's yeah. how I feel about Xenogears. Yeah, <laughs> it is uh, donezo. No Legend of Dragoon. So, But, yeah, it was really fun. Um, I think some of the best uh, showcases of the DualSense was the the when it's raining yeah uh and and then like it turns into hail and so it's just like vibrations scattered throughout the controller and it gets more intense i think that was really cool the 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 haptic triggers are pretty nuts uh it it puts some serious resistance on there which is really cool yeah i actually didn't notice uh because i hadn't played astro's playroom uh initially Mm -hmm. so it was only i think when i started to play it that i noticed like i i there were moments in other games when the triggers would switch from being pressurized to just regular yeah. triggers, uh, and I would hear the clicking sound that it makes when it switches, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is making that clicking <laughs> sound? And then I finally realized, and I was like, oh, man, that's neat. Yeah, it's super neat. Um, very, very fun, charming game. Yeah, and the music. S-S-D. <laughs> uh, I was like... So I don't I, think I actually heard that song, but I heard the GPU song. If a lot. you got the platinum, you would have had to have gotten it. Okay, so here's the thing, and it's another reason why the PlayStation Five is really cool. Is that I, uh, I was trying to get, uh, to experience all of the features of it. So I downloaded the Spotify app on the PlayStation. So you were I, playing your own music. Uh, I was listening to podcasts. Uh, and it automatically shuts off the music for the, the game. games. That yeah. is really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, when you're in the SSD, it's like. Uh, highway or something like that. Uh, there's just like a song. It just goes. It's just like a casual beat, and then at the end of it, it goes S S D. And I just <laughs> was doing that all the time. And then there's the GPU song. Yeah, it's like a poem, basically about. And it's the GPU singing to. It's like I will do it for you because I'm your GPU. <laughs> I will process everything. It's like it's so funny. Yeah. Um, super charming. Yeah, I loved it. Um, you yeah. gonna go back and beat it, Derek? Yeah, I'll probably. It's uh, super yeah. quick. It's an easy platinum. I played like the first a uh, first world, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go play something else, and I was like, I'll come back to this later since it is. Yeah, it is. It's such a casual like. It's fun. Fun little game. Yeah, for super sure. Cool. Highly recommend Astro's Playroom if you had a PS5. You're one of you two games it. that you can only play on PS5. Then I, yeah, I guess we'll move on to the other one, which is the only other yeah, PS5 exclusive, which is Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Derek, did you play Demon Souls? I haven't played it yet, Andrew. So I'm the only one who's played Demon Souls. All right, so tell us a little bit about uh, Demon Souls. So I've only really played it for like an hour or okay. less because basically what surface. I did uh, was Thursday night I played uh, Spider Man and Bug Snacks, and then Friday night I played Pathless and. Um, Demon Souls. I think you played the most out of all of us. Probably. Technically, the first game I played was Hollow Knight because <laughs> yeah. it was free on PlayStation I, Plus. So I downloaded it, and I, while my other games were downloading, I was like, "Let's see how this runs." And I beat the first boss, and then, uh, and then stopped. Yeah, I also downloaded Hollow Knight because it was free, and I was like, "Why the fuck not?" Yeah. So, um, so I only played like an hour of each game before choosing a game to move on with, uh, and so it's really fun. Nice. It's uh. I think easily the most beautifully stunning game maybe that's ever been made, but wow. that I've played. 
it's it's seriously like and they say that they're just barely scratching the surface of the ps5 hardware which like makes me very much anticipate the future of this console because it already looks gorgeous mm. that's how i feel about spider-man i think that might be the most beautiful game i've ever seen but we'll get to that later yeah uh all of the the like systems are super similar it's still a little bit different from uh yeah from dark, dark souls, souls but it's uh it's it's still a little bit familiar uh but it's cool um it's i can definitely tell that this was the foundation of the series because a lot of the systems feel a little bit outdated by comparison like mm. the healing system with the crescent moon grass instead of the estus uh i think the estus flask system just works way better um but having the consumable grass and the, how, with how often you get it it's 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 not like it's a bad system yeah um and then the the world's being segmented instead of one uh, yeah, connected like world uh, world is a little bit weird world. but I, i've only really explored a little bit of the first one before i got my ass blasted by dragons so <laughs> uh, i think the reason i actually stopped playing was because i i lost like a bunch of souls and i was like well i guess i'll i guess i'll be done but uh but yeah as um someone who has played one of the dark souls games now it is more easy for me to like figure my way around in this game whereas i think if this was my first game then i probably would have a more difficult time so you're saying i probably shouldn't play it no not necessarily because <laughs> you just have to go in with the right mindset and choose whether or not you want to you know like be uh kind of revealed okay. to uh to the rest of it because like i went through dark souls with a guide the second time mostly um and that helped a lot but mm -hmm. now that i have experienced it i kind of know what to look for okay um and i'm definitely way better at the mechanics like i almost beat the tutorial boss there's a boss where you're supposed to die and then it sends you to the to the hub of the of the of the game uh, but i'm super looking forward to playing more the only reason nice. i haven't is because i'm trying to get the shorter games out of the way first so then i can really sink it in that makes sense um but it's cool um cool uh, i think i saw you playing call of duty <laughs> Yeah, that so seems like it was a bad choice. Derek, are you, story did you get time. Call of Duty. I did not. Okay, Andrew. So here's the story with that. Uh, on Friday, I added it to my cart, and I was like, I was trying to see because I had heard rumors of like maybe zombies will be released as a separate version, and yeah. that's really the only thing I want to play. Like if I, if the multiplayer was good, I would really try and maybe play that a little bit. Um, so I added it to my cart tentatively on Friday. Uh, being like, okay, I'll wait this out a little bit, wait for some more reviews, and, and we'll see. And then two days ago, I was browsing the store for shits and gigs, um, and I noticed that Resident Evil 6 and 5 were on sale. So, wanting to play those eventually, uh, and they're like 60% off, so mm -hmm. I was like, this is a no-brainer. So, wanting to play those eventually, I added them to my cart, and I was like, okay, well, this is you know such an integrated system now, and uh, it's such a quick process to buy these games that i add them to my cart and hit checkout uh, call of duty was still in my cart and i was like oh uh, well i guess i own this now so Surprise, i played it it's call of duty it's fine it's call of duty yeah I zombies is so like zombies is weird to me because it feels like it's like they're trying to reinvent the wheel with it like they don't need to implement the things that they have been mm -hmm. but it's like it's fine i guess mm -hmm. like it's just not the same. Um, and then multiplayer, I still suck at. So, like, it's just the same multiplayer that it's been. Yeah, from what I've heard, this is 
not the best Call of Duty. They kind of took a step back from Modern Warfare because people were super high on Modern Warfare, and then now everyone's like, eh. it's. Yeah. I think the from what I've read uh, in like reviews and then like personal opinions, it sounds like the core pieces of it, like the campaign, the multiplayer, and or at least campaign and zombies are like good, like they're it's solid, it, like it's a solid experience, mm-hmm. but. I think, and most likely because they had to switch developers halfway, not even halfway, like three quarters of the way through, the all of like the refined features didn't get added. So like when you come from Modern Warfare, which was like extremely, like everything about it was extremely polished. The movement, the sounds, like the guns, that like, I think that's why people love it so much. Is because the guns and then like the, the gameplay part part of it feels really really good. The maps in Modern Warfare are not good, but people really liked the game because playing it felt good. I think that from what I've read, the the Black Ops maps are okay, but there's only like six or something. Yeah, so I people think are that's like right. like it it, it just sounds like it was not completely finished and they didn't have time to like polish it. And it like it's one of those things where it sounds like if they had another six months to like if this came out quarter one 2021 or quarter two 20 yeah quarter one like april like it probably would have been a a better game interesting yeah i was i wasn't planning on buying it but you did and then i accidentally did well at least you got to talk about it briefly yeah i might i want to jump into warzone because i heard good things about it i know a lot of people who play it so like i want to try it out yeah uh and i think ps5 is probably the place to do it so yeah might as well at this point yeah and all the i think all the zombie stuff is going to be free, right? Yes. So you still get that's really that. the that's and that's really the big thing for me is zombies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Let's talk about bug snacks next. I guess. Derek, did you play bug snacks? I played buds, but bud snacks. Bug snacks, Andrew. Bug snacks. bug snacks was the first PS5 game that I played. Did you beat it? No. Uh, Derek, you haven't beaten it, right? I haven't beaten it. I haven't beaten it either. Okay. But I have played probably like three to four hours of bug snacks. So what do we think overall of bug snacks so far? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it too. I love everything about it. <laughs> uh, it's I, it's it's charming as hell. I don't know if I enjoy playing it, but like it's charming and fun. I think I wrote down in my notes that I like, I love interacting with the Wumpuses. Oh and my like god, they're so them fun. as characters and watching them interact with people. But the, the actual n- catching of the bug snacks, it's just like all right, this is fine. I guess really? I'm, I'm I think doing the, it. I th- even think the catching is fun. Like it's a cool blend of Pokemon Snap and Pikmin. Yeah, it's it's a puzzle game in the yeah. end. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's. It was satisfying figuring out how to catch a bug snack. Yeah. Like, what, oh, what do I need to do to, ca- like, like Pokemon Snap, or what actions do I need to do? What do I got to interact with? To get Pikachu with? on the surfboard. Yeah, to get it to do this so I can catch it. And I, I did, I'm liking that part of it. Yeah. yeah, the the naming conventions for all of the Wumpuses <laughs> are my exact niche subsect of humor. I fucking love. I'm pretty all sure of the like names. all of the names for any of these guys are something that me and Jordan would have fucking made up. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure before before the trailer that revealed Clumby Clumber Nut, Clumby Clumber, yeah, uh, you loved it. Like. That, I'm pretty sure that was a thing that we had just said previously. Like, <laughs> I think they stole our idea. <laughs> Like uh, we like we definitely just made that shit up before this even existed. Yeah. Um. But I love it. Also, uh, they're wombuses, not wumpuses. My bad. Same thing. It's like it's like it's all. Wait, no. Wombus is that guy's name. They're grumpuses. They're grumpuses. Grumpus. That's yeah. what they Wombus are. Wombus is his name. Yeah. Wombus and is one of the grumpuses. Who, by the way, is voiced by Max Middleman, who is the English voice of Saitama and Ryuji. 
That's funny. Yeah. Wombus Trumble Troubleham. <laughs> Troubleham. Their names are just so it, Yeah, they're great. Good. Yeah. And even the bucks next themselves are super cute and super charming. Bethica Winklesnoot. <laughs> Bethica. <laughs> Chandlo Funkbun. Oh, I haven't found Chandlo yet. I haven't found Chandlo yet either. Yeah, Crondo I only... Crondo Face. <laughs> Egabel Batter Nugget. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all great. Philbo Fiddlebun. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Is Floofy fl- Fizzlebean... Is that Yuri Lowenthal? I have no idea. Uh, no, I don't know. I know Yuri Lowenthal is. He one voices of the somebody. Yeah, yeah. I kind of swore that it was the uh, floofy, <laughs> floofty. It's so f- yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's so weird. It has that um, like that like self-aware sarcastic humor that I love too. Yeah, and you can definitely tell it's headed to a weird dark place, which is kind of like what that one shot in the trailer that Adam kept going on about. Yeah, uh, yeah. but there's like a because well, there's like a what the first shot is like a pizza moth, which by the way, if that's not called a mozzarella, I think then it's I'm called, gonna shoot myself. I think it's called Matra or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, that's equally as good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like mozzarella and moth are combined in some fashion. I'm not even sure exactly. Well, that was basically the sentiment I was yeah. going for. So, uh. Feeding them, bug- getting someone completely bug snacked out is fucking hysterical. I got my Philbo. He has a straw for a nose, <laughs> and his head. Oh, what is it? He's got like French fry horns. <laughs> I can't remember what his head is. He just looks so stupid, and the way they walk, so like big and goofy. And yeah. And I was having a conversation with someone in a hut, and then all of a sudden, decked out Philbo just like. <laughs> fucking lumbers past the front door and I just lost it. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I love I love what this game is doing and how it's just straight up weird it is. Yeah. Uh the Wampuses Wampuses? No. Grumpuses. The Grumpuses. They're just so lovable and fun and yeah. watching them interact is really cool. Um, the writing is really good. Yeah. Uh I'm, one of my big gripes, and this might not be a thing that goes on going forward, but every Grumpus I meet, it's very systematic of Feed me three of this bug snack. Okay, now do this one thing. Catch this one bug snack. Okay, now I'll go back to town. And it's like very systematic in that manner. And I yeah. hope it kind of gets out of that. Uh, yeah, going forward. I wish it was. I haven't really. I've only done Beth Bethica, uh, so I haven't uh, really so gotten. You, I only just basically got to the town. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah, it was one of the like I sampled this and then played Spider Man later that day. Gotcha. Um, and I since haven't gone back to bug snacks, but I plan on it. I yeah. think it's gonna be the next game that I like go in on yeah um yeah i'm this is i i'm ready to like put most of my time into bug snacks going forward um, yeah but i do wish that the uh it was more kind of abstract in how you figure out what characters want and you have to actually converse with them and from context clues gather like oh they'll like this bug snack you know? yeah usually it's just they tell you like oh i want to eat a fryder well because um, i, I want to i think some of them do get a little bit more. Do like, they? isn't there a part? I want to say with Befica, she's like, you have to figure out what my favorite bug snack is. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, but skin. she also straight up tells you before that, like, this is my favorite bug snack. Oh, does she tell you that the hot dogs are favorite? Yeah. Oh, I, she, I, 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 you like, scanned her diary. You mean, you mean the wiener worm? The wiener worm, right? Well, there's, there's well I think a giant, it's weenie worm. There's a mural Even of better. a weenie worm. <laughs> On on the like that the rock too, wall yeah. where she sleeps or whatever. oh really That's I just I, I scanned like, her diary and it said oh does it uh, say in her diary so I guess there's multiple ways maybe yeah. you just talked to her enough where she told you you saw the mural yeah, I scanned her diary I don't remember so, her ever saying it and then I was like wait I don't remember her saying I scanned it either. that wall and she, it said that someone obviously and she clearly drew it so I was or like, you know right, what it is I was trying to get the trophy mm-hmm. to fully transform a, a grumpus yeah and i fed her a weenie worm and she says like oh how did you know this is my favorite yeah that probably happened to do it yeah that's funny. Um so yeah, it's 
it's fun and silly. Uh, as you get more tools, so I don't know how many tools you have, Derek. I think I'm missing just two. I just got the, I've got the laser pointer the la- ball thing. Okay. Did you get the springboard? No, I don't think I've okay. got the springboard yet. So I've got, I've got the net, the the tr- the deployable trap, yeah, the slingshot, the laser ball with the the strawby in it, and uh, the springboard. The springboard. Okay. So I think I'm missing like two or three still. Um, but like. It's cool how they kind of layer onto each other where it was like, oh, I don't know how to catch these things flying in the air. Yeah. And then you get the springboard and it's like, oh, you put the deployable trap on the springboard and launch it up at the air at the thing. To ca- and it's like, that's awesome. It's super cool. Like how you have to like, you just, sometimes you just have to sit there and stare at it and be like, and like think about how it. do my tools interact with each other in the yeah. world? Um, I, I definitely, I like the idea too that like in the beginning of the game, you're seeing bug snacks that you can't quite catch yet and you're like, hmm, you how do back. I catch this? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then eventually you get the tool and you're like, oh, I got to go back and I got to get that uh, butter fly. Yeah, I don't, that's the <laughs> one I, I, I need to go, go back and get it. Uh, I don't, Sweetie fly, or I think it's yeah, called think something it's like that. Fly. Butter <laughs> fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because that I could believe that could it could be a bug right? snack. I believe that they'd actually just name something a butterfly, butter but, but it's made be, out of butter, and there'd be like a dash. It's a it. butter stick with like fucking with wings. wings. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very funny. What's your favorite bug snack so far? Uh, if it's not the bunger, you're wrong. Bunger, 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 bunger. I was, I was playing, but it was, it was the day after I had played bug snacks for the first time. I got up in the morning, and I was. Just like getting ready. Allison was still like in bed. She usually spends an extra ten to fifteen minutes in bed after I get up. And I was just walking around the house just going, Bunger, 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 bunger. <laughs> and she's like, Are you gonna be fucking doing that all day? Okay. I said, I said, I'm gonna be doing that for months. <laughs> uh, I I love bunger. Okay, what's your favorite that's not bunger? You haven't seen a ton. I still. haven't seen a lot. My probably the Frider. Frider's cool. Uh, uh I can't remember the hoagie, the the centipede hoagie. I don't know if you I've seen, seen that. One. Oh, I've seen that one. Oh, because if you it, I can't he's, if you go it. back to the first area afterwards, yeah, yeah, that's where I saw it, and I was like, I have to catch this. I don't think I've seen. But that I, was, one. I was like, I don't think I have what I need to catch it yet, so I got to keep going. But yeah, it's like three pieces of hoagie in a line, and it like tra- It's like a train. Uh, it's, yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Um, I like the the pineapple oh, thing yeah. that's underground. Uh, that one's pretty fun. I don't remember its name. Um. But yeah, I'm really enjoying Buck Snacks, and I'm looking forward to it becoming my new like, my next go-to big game. Uh, yeah. The Pinantula. Pinantula, yeah, that's what it is. is that oh one? My God. Um, it's pretty great. Crabble. Oh, um, uh, the Crabble. Crabble. I like the Crabble. 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 Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else is there? I think I want to. Derek, you haven't played Spider-Man yet. I haven't played Spider-Man right? yet. Um. So Derek did play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I you're the only one who Assassin's Creed. So I was going to play Assassin's Creed when I got my Xbox. I haven't got my Xbox. I'm not going to be getting an Xbox. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is Age of Calamity comes out tomorrow, and I really want to play that. So I think I'm going to be juggling Bug Snacks and Age of Calamity. And once I feel good with both of those, I'm going to hop on to the Assassin's Creed train. But tell us a little bit about Assassin's Creed. How much have you played? Uh, I've played probably about six to eight hours, I would say. Okay. I, I am... Just barely, like in the beginning of the game, like the first chapter of yeah, the I game. Yeah, I heard it's like really long. Yeah, I heard you don't get the title screen till like six hours yeah, in or something it, like that. I think it was like four hours, but Damn. I, I that's like an unfair, uh, like like the title screen doesn't show up because because there's like tons of stuff to do in the first area, mm-hmm. um, before you go to to England, um, so yeah, I I like it a lot. I like. 
already am excited about the, I guess the changes that they've made. Um, the combat is still like not the greatest, but it's okay. It's like good. Uh, it's is this little... in comparison to uh, past Assassin's Creed, or is this just in general? Uh, in, no, in general. Okay. I guess I. I mean, my. I guess I can immediately am comparing it in my head to Dark Souls because I've been just been playing Dark Souls, mm -hmm. and so it feels very slow and weighty and kind of like weird. Uh, to, when you compare it to Dark Souls, which okay. is like that's that's what's gonna happen when like Dark Souls is just really good. It's comment. all about diving in circles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the one thing that they introduce that I really like is a stamina bar. Okay. So you can't just dodge around for 45 minutes trying to f beat a guy that is too many levels higher than you so you can, like, pick away at his health. Like, if you dodge too many times, you run out of stamina. Um, so stamina management is, like, a big part of a fight. Um, I've only done, like, one one-on-one -on -one fight, uh, and it was really satisfying compared to, um, like, a boss fight, I guess, compared to Odyssey. Yeah, um, so in Odyssey, uh, the one-on-one -on -one battles, like, it's a lot about just, like, dodging and, and rolling, and there's no, like, um, I don't know, there's not really any strategy to the fights, where in this, they've added kind of, like, a stun system, so if you, uh, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, the, uh, the point, poise, poise, I, the, is the, like, where if you um you like break down in Ghost of Tsushima, you like hit him with the heart heavy attacks, and it breaks that bar down, and then you, like you can kill oh. him on I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Poise that sounds right. Was it poise? Something I like think that. poise it, is poise is like the right word. Like you got to break down their yeah. poise, but I think it had like a specific word. But anyway. I think in Ghost of Tsushima, it's just stance. No, you, actually, yeah, you just break their stance. Yeah. I think is what it is. But the bar, I think, might be like the poise bar. But or I think something. no, I think poise is Sekiro. Poise might be Sekiro, but it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, they have that. So, like, th there's more to it than just, like, whittling away at the health. Like, hitting their, you know, hitting them when they've got their shield up with a heavy attack, like, matters because it breaks down that that poise bar. Um, and so, so it adds a little more strategy to the fights. Uh, normal enemies have it, too, but for the most part, you can just hack away at normal enemies. Um, yeah, so the combat feels a little better. Uh the skill tree looks a lot better. So, like, the RPG system in there mm -hmm. is uh, seems better. They got rid of levels, which I really, really like, because the levels in, like, Odyssey didn't really mean anything. It was just, like, that's how many skill points you've it's earned. It's just a way to gate yourself. Yeah, and, like, even then you could earn skill points outside of levels. Yeah, it was just kind of, like, a gate. So, like, the way they've done it is now you just have an XP bar that fills up, and every time it fills up you get two... Uh, Skill points, and then as you invest those skill points into skills, your power level goes up, mm -hmm. and that's that's what um, like basically that's what like matters when it comes to facing an enemy is that power level, and then away uh, they've gone away from the gear scores. So there's no numbers on your gear, which mm -hmm. also like it was like level mattered, but then your gear mattered, but then so like you're always changing your gear, and it just didn't. It didn't feel like Assassin's Creed. It felt like an RPG with too many RPG systems. Um, but so they've gotten rid of that. Now gear is like it's rarer and each weapon is kind of unique and you can upgrade them. So when you find an axe or I found like a 
one of those a hal not a halberd a mace. When you find morning that's star. like that's the uh, morning star. Yeah, I actually think it's a morning star. Um, when you find one, that's the morning star, and it has like its own abilities and like its so. Own there's stats. only like one of each weapon type instead of multiples of each weapon. I mean, type? I don't know if that's true, but it's it's kind of like the mor- there's this morning star and it has this. It's like it's not like I'm gonna find another morning star. Sorry. In- it- I want it's a flail. It has a chain on it. Yeah, that's a flail. A flail. Okay, it's a flail. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just looked up the difference between a, a flail, a mace, and a morning star. A morning yeah. star is just a spiky ball on a stick. A mace is like more of like a diamond shape, and yeah, then the flail and is a flail is the has chain. the chain. Okay. Sorry, carry yeah. on. So you can like upgrade that, and if you really like that flail, you can have that for the rest of the game because you can upgrade it to like its quality or whatever. Is there a weapon durability? No, there's no weapon durability. So, like, weapons don't break down or anything like that. And I like that a lot better than the systems in uh, Odyssey and Origins where it was like you found a weapon you liked and then it was like, well, now this weapon is too low of stats and I hope maybe I'll find another one of it that's a rare quality and has, like, a similar moveset or whatever. Because, yeah, it's like Dark Souls. Like, you find a sword... And it has its own move set, and that's how it works. And if and you, you really like that sword, you upgrade it to level ten, and you use it the rest of the game. Um, yeah, so I'm sure there'll be like legendary weapons later on that are maybe like more powerful and have unique, you know, attributes to them. But they might upgrade differently. Um, at I least hope I hope you can. Be cool. I hope you can get Mjolnir. That would be yeah, like that would be really cool. I'm assuming at some point you probably can. <laughs> uh, I know it. It seems to heavily kind of dive into the the Norse mythology stuff and they um kind of explain it in the game how it works but yeah because in you know for like vikings that wasn't mythology that was like they're like like they believed that right like it's not just like this concept now you know that it is now it's like that was life for them right yeah Mm -hmm. i know in like uh odyssey i think the like the lore is that like some of the Greek gods were the ancient Isu people, mm-hmm. and like that's why, like they actually existed. And here's why we can say they can exist because they were the ancient Isu people, or whatever. And um, I'm assuming they'll maybe do something similar w- with that in this. Like, yeah, Thor was a real person; he was this ancient being. Uh, hmm. But yeah, so I, I like it a lot. I like it more than Odyssey so far. Nice. And I'm looking forward to playing the rest of it. I just got to England, and it's cool to kind of like play around in the ship and go up the I the I like that there's rivers everywhere so you can just like instead of riding a horse everywhere you get in the ship and you go up like carve a path up the river and then you see a place and you raid it and then you get like more stuff to upgrade your settlement. Um, so it sounds like a pretty satisfying gameplay loop. Yeah, so far it it really is. I've heard that it's really long. <laughs> uh okay. which they said it was going to be long and <laughs> from what well. I've uh heard it's it's really really long. They changed the way they do like side quests and points of interest, which I think is for the better, because it used to be that system where it's like tri- like not triangles, question marks everywhere, and you're like, oh, I gotta check out this question mark, I gotta quest- check out this question mark, and in the difficulty I cho- chose or the style I chose, it's just color, it's like little dots with colors, and they all represent like different things. So like one is wealth, so you're gonna find yeah. I heard there. that there's a lot of customization in like how you want the game systems to work, yeah. where you can say like, oh, I want them to just like you know crazy taxi arrow me to the right, to the yeah, objective, yeah. or you can be like, I want it to be vague. So I think I I chose like the middle option where it's like we'll tell you what kind of thing it is, but we're not gonna like 
tell you exactly what it is. And I think the top option is like it, nothing is even on the map until you're like either figure out like a clue or something or I don't know. But yeah, I like it a lot because if it's a side, like it tells me what it is instead of just a vague question mark. So if, if I know it's a side mission or I think they're just called like mysteries, like it's like, all right, yeah, I'll check this out right now. Or it's like, hey, you know what? I'll check it out later. Like, I don't need to. Whereas, like, before it was like, I don't know. I guess I got to check it out so I can figure out what it is before, like, oh, it's just an enemy base. I don't need to do this right now. Let me go the other way. So, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it better. Cool. Have you done the, the sex fire quest? Mm, I don't think so. I've Literally the most. The thing <laughs> I have heard the most about this game is that you can ride a wolf. And which is a pre-order bonus, apparently. So if you didn't pre-order it, you can't ride the wolf, which is a little I, bit upsetting. Well, can't ride the wolf. A little sad. Uh, and that there's a side quest, which isn't like a real side quest, but there's like a couple who's having like sexual frustrations. Oh yes. Oh, and you can burn down a house. Yeah. And it makes them sexually aroused. Yeah. And I they're did. like, oh, thanks, that worked. Cool. It's, hey man, everyone's yeah. got their thing. That's like the, the the mysteries. They're like tiny little like just interactive things. Like I helped a guy throw his personal belongings off a cliff and then he jumped off the cliff. Oh. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, um, major story 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 spoilers for uh <laughs> that one guy right there. Um does it do anything cool with the uh, dual sense? Anything no- super noticeable? Uh not that I've noticed so far. like it, so far I hasn't done anything I think with the haptic triggers that I can tell. Okay. Uh maybe maybe when you're like pulling back the bow um, I haven't like completely explored all the no. Yeah, I don't think it does anything like you pull the bow or when you do like a heavy attack. I it does. It definitely is like vibrating, right? I it's weird. It's it's hard to tell. I guess unless so it really it's not always something noticeable. that you immediately notice. So yeah. Um. I want to talk about that when we talk about Spider-Man. So is that all you want to talk about for Assassin's yeah, Creed? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't play any other games, right? That's all nope, you've played so far? Played. Have you yeah. played anything else besides the Spider-Man? The Pathless. Oh, yeah. Talk about The Pathless real quick and then we'll um, do Spider-Man. So The back. Pathless is, is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure it's really fully grabbed me yet. I played a, I played it for a little bit longer than uh, than the other games. Um, uh, but I beat the first like area boss. There's, I think it's kind of seg- segmented into four main areas of the island that you're on. Uh, and it, but it's still pretty cool so far. The movement feels really great with the uh, the flow bar and how you you're just kind of constant momentum, sh- you know, jumping, sliding, shooting arrows at stuff. And there's a little bit of skill oriented to it. So like if you time it right, so that the meter basically when you hold down R two to charge your to you know wind up your arrow, uh, you automatically target. Uh, there's no aiming involved, right, so yeah, it automatically yeah. targets whatever gem is closest to you. Uh, and so once that bar fills up and it goes around all four corners of that gem, uh, you shoot the arrow, and then you get a boost to speed, and it fills up your flow bar a little bit. But if you time it so that it stops halfway, you get more speed and more flow. So uh, it's cool. Okay. Uh, but it's... Uh, right now, I am not sure that I like the no map thing. I think it uh, really works for Dark Souls because each actual area of the game is un- is like way more unique and yeah. uh, removed from from the other areas. So like you'll remember, and they're and they're all linear. So well, most of them at least. So you'll remember in Dark Souls, like oh, if I go from here to here, like you'll re- remember the layout right. of a particular area. Whereas a lot of the areas in this game are all just like kind of this green forest mountain 
kind of looking thing. So I don't really remember anything where I am. And I often have to rely on using the, like the, uh, the last of us, like, you know, sensing yeah, yeah. button to even figure out where I'm going. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of like hidden stuff hidden around, but I feel like without a map, it's impossible for me to know if I've even explored everything. Uh, so I, th- I, on paper, I think it's a really neat, like design choice. Yeah. But I don't think it really works here. Um, Interesting. But I am enjoying it. It's uh, it's really cool. I fought like the first boss is like this weird eight-legged fire moose. Like a uh, cool. I think it's actually an elk. But is this a game that we we need to play nope. to talk about for game of the year? Absolutely not. All right, then I will right. probably not play it. Yeah. No. It's still. I mean, it's still really fun. If I'm it ever shows it. up on um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Plus, like if this is, if this shows up on PS PlayStation Plus. Plus, absolutely download it, give it a try, but. I don't think it's uh, pushing that boundary in any capacity. All right, cool. So let's talk about Spider-Man. Derek, you just Hell got yeah. handed the disc today, yeah. so you obviously haven't started it yet. Uh, Andrew has platinumed it. I yep. Wow. It, yeah. I, before I even played a set Astro's Playroom, I platinumed Spider-Man. I have beaten it, and I am on my way through a new game plus on like the easiest uh, difficulty because yeah, it's one of those dumb things where you need to play through the game two times. I guess it's better than. <laughs> Final Fantasy, where you have to play through it two and a half times. Yeah, yeah, um, and you don't have to do it on any certain difficulty. You just have to beat the game. It on just new says game beat plus. new game plus. So, oh, um, okay. so yeah, I only have like four or five trophies left to get, uh, uh, and I'll get them all in this new game plus playthrough. Uh, I'm, I love it. It's, I love this game. It's great. Uh, this is like a. When I first talked to you, I was maybe a third of the way through the game. I'm like, I don't know, it kind of samey to the 2017 to the original, game. Yeah. yeah, no. And now that I've beaten it, yeah, I, I think it's better than that game. Uh, it's a I much, agree. much tighter package. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I like. Lo- that's I think it makes me like it more because I, I agree. it cuts out the fluff. Because Spider-Man 2018 had you know like the 2017. Nope, 2018. Okay, <laughs> you can fact check me, but I I'm will. right. Uh, no, you're right. Because <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but it cuts out the stuff where like you had the sciencey puzzles where yeah. you kind of it kind of breaks the the flow of the game and then you had the MJ stuff where you're sneaking around and it's just but this is just like all miles all Spider-Man stuff it's just like from start to finish there's some side objectives uh like you know the collectible stuff like the the caches you had the backpacks in the first mm-hmm. game but it's less I got each of those done in like 20 minutes yeah, like I collected yeah. all it's the backpacks it's far less it's easier to do and you still get the same experience out of it it just takes less time yeah um and then same thing with the uh, the tokens, because all of the side content in Spider-Man, the first one, was great. However, once you kind of littered your inventory with like, okay, I have like six different kinds of, of currency that I have to use to upgrade yeah. my abilities, but this game simplifies it it's and two. it keeps it to just two, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it actually like further, it re-enhances that the things that I'm doing that aren't the main story are rewarding me because I'm able to more quickly apply that to my skills. Absolutely. Uh, I love all of the characters. There's like every, I think every character pound for pound in this game, I enjoy more than the first game. Uh, Miles compared to Peter. He's just so lovable Mm -hmm. and young. Mm -hmm. And like, I think they did a great job with Peter. Who's been Spider-Man for a while. I think they did a really great job with that. But a Miles who's just becoming Spider-Man. I just watched into the Spider-Verse again. Uh, with Allison last yeah. night just to like kind of compare and both of these stories are both incredible of just like Miles uh, like coming of age and they do things differently yeah um, yeah. 
I love that's the other thing too is I love that this kind of takes its own spin on the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's definitely doing its own thing, which I think is super cool. Uh, it does a great job of representation. Uh, a lot of cool Black Lives Matter stuff in there. Uh, there is a girl who speaks with uh, ASL. ASL. I always want to say ALS, but that is a that is a disease. degenerative yeah. muscle disease. ASL. Um, I have a friend who's going to school in Ohio to um for asl and uh just like i don't know specifically what she's doing with her degree but anyways she's like she uses asl all the time it's a big part of her life so i sent her a video of spider-man talking to this girl Haley uh in the game and she's like oh, that's so cool this is what she said i hope you don't die <laughs> well, i was like yeah that is what she said um so yeah they did a great job of representation and like having miles like getting you in miles's life and his community yeah. and like how important it is to like have harlem accept him as the new spider-man as their spider-man and yeah i think it does a really great job with all of that the villains are really cool there's an interesting dynamic of like uh miles interacting with all the villains and stuff mm-hmm. um Ganky's awesome. Ganky's so friend. cool. Um, it's who was the girl that you were on the phone with in the first game that was like in Spider-Man's ear the whole time? Uh, oh, Yuri. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Beth that's Lushy. right. Her name was Yuri, and then Yuri Lowenthal played it. That's why. Um, yeah. So Ganky is Miles' best friend, yeah. and that he's basically that in this game. Cool. But it's so much better because it's such a better relationship because it's yeah, his best friend. Like, yeah. see like Yuri was just like an associate kind of of yeah. Peter, whereas. Like she didn't know his identity, but yeah, Miles and Genki are best friends. Then like he knows everything. Right, right. He's like, I developed an app for you to be Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, like it was so cool. Yeah, it's witty. It's smart. It's, it's much more. Uh, it's it's. Oh shit! I lost the word as soon as I thought of it. But it's uh, it's just so it's so much more connected. Like you can relate to it far easier because it's, it's it's more grounded. Grounded, grounded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think it's incredible. I think it's much better than the the first game. Uh. Not that the first game wasn't great. That was one of my favorite games that year after like God of War and Celeste. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just... I, I mean, it sounds like just what you're saying, like they took the first game and condensed it into this great little package. Into yeah, yeah. a better version. Yeah, yeah. It, t- just, it still tells an equally, if not better, emotional story. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, the gameplay is still just as crisp, if not mm. like they just improved on it. Yeah, they uh, refined it. You only have four gadgets instead of eight. Or yep, yeah, you still you have Miles added powers with the venom the, and yeah. the the camouflage. Um, and then, like it feels like different enough from Peter because they focus so much on uh, the the venom electricity shock thing. Yeah, yeah they do the put a big focus on it, which is cool. I did more stealth stuff in this game than the first one, but I didn't use the camouflage, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Uh, weird dichotomy there, but yeah, it's great. I think you're really gonna love it. All right. Um, how I, did you feel about the first game? I I'm liking it so far, and okay. that's why I like really want to dive back into it. And so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll probably play that next. And yes, because you so definitely I play. I want to. Yeah, I wanna you want to beat that first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even aside from the the powers, like even with the animation, they make Miles feel separate from Peter because of he has like this added flair. In yeah, in when that. he's swinging around, he's like doing cool flips, and he's like way more casual. Like Peter always felt like Ridges, like I'm going to this location, I have something to do, and he's yeah. like he's obviously free flow Spider Man, but. But Miles is kind of like he's like an artist with it. He's super creative and like like the way he's like spinning. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, he's He's like like freestyling more. more. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like that's just like what makes Miles such a cool character and so much different than Peter is that he has his own style of being Spider-Man. It's like he's not just like. 
He's a guy, another he, guy who is Spider-Man. He yeah. is he's his own Miles Spider-Man. Morales. Yeah, uh, which I think they nail here, and it's pretty great. Uh, they incorporate. I know I talked about this when they first showed the trailer with the hip hop music. Yeah, yeah, and like that's a big part of him, and they address it in the game a bunch. And I think it works super well. Mm, uh, cool. It just flows There's right into. There's a whole side quest where you're collecting sounds uh, sound over samples. the city. Yeah, uh, and I think. I'm not sure if it actually was or not. I couldn't like hear it well enough, but I think at the end of the game, they a song plays with all of those samples in it. Yeah, I think it, once you collect them all, you hear the, the actual cool. sound. But yeah, I this game's awesome. I really dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look forward to it. Oh, oh yeah, the controller thing. Oh um, my god! I th- so it does a really good job with it, but I think the, the, it shines. It has perfectly. the it has the moment. Or it has my favorite iteration on the DualSense technology in anything I've played so far, which is any time you had electricity. Yeah, just it's like it yeah. feels like there's electricity in the controller. It, like, it's yeah, so cool. Like it, it just nails it. I can't. Yeah. There's no way for me to describe it unless you've actually, you know, held Got a it, DualSense yeah. And, yeah. and know it. Like I wanted to not hold the controller anymore because it was like, I'm like I'm being electrocuted. <laughs> like I want this to stop. Uh, I think it showcases it well because, and I, it kind of blew my brain when I. Th- when i thought of this but you don't it just enhances the experience you don't notice that it's doing all these amazing things until you stop and think about it or right, like oh right. wait this is like i'm feeling the electrical pulse in my hand or like the slightest bit of tension when you're slinging the webs with the triggers right, and stuff yeah, like that yeah. or like the slightest vibrations when you punch someone or like the slightly harder ones when you get punched and you unless you're directly paying attention to that you're not going to notice it but just it engrosses you in the uh, the experience, yeah, and it's pretty. It's incredible. It really is what this controller yeah. is doing. It's it's hard to describe, um, and we've been hearing people talk about this who got their hands on the system earlier. Like, oh, you just won't know until you get your hands on it. It's it's true. Yeah, that's and, just. It's right. there's no other way to describe it. And Astros and um, uh, Spider Man are like the two best games for cool. it. Uh, Bugs okay. I haven't really noticed anything at all. It's just minor vibrations here and there, but uh, the the bug snacks voice is coming through the speakers. Is fun. I heard there's some good stuff in Demon Souls. I think the the thing that Demon Souls and probably bug snacks. (laughs) Shut up, shut up, Mister Email guy. I know I can't speak. (laughs) Um, but Demon Souls and bug snacks, from what I've heard, are the ones that really make use of the 3D audio. Yes, Uh, which I haven't. I've only used headphones once because uh, Allison was like watching us. She was doing something. Yeah. She was on the phone with someone, so I put in headphones. But uh, for the most part, I use the TV speakers where the 3D audio isn't applicable. Yeah. Um, but every time I catch a bug snack and I know the the, the little voices can come through the speaker, I hold it up to Allison's face really close. She's like, get out of my face. <laughs> but it's just like, strappy. Yeah. <laughs> bunger. Bunger, bunger, bunger. <laughs> bunger? Bunger, bunger, bunger. <laughs> I fucking love bunger. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Spider-Man's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely up there for favorite games of the year so far. I think it's a contender. I think it will be up awesome. there for sure. I can't wait to play it. Um, okay. Is that everything? Do we I f- think is so. there anything else system wide? Shit loads really fast. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. fast traveling. In so I've told you guys. Did you're that make a noise? No, you're good. Okay, cool. Uh, I told you guys, but um, Jordan has been accidentally playing the PS4 version of Miles Morales on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't notice. I was really never in the room, so I didn't notice either. <laughs> uh, but and it was noticeable, like the PS4. When you fast travel on the PS4 version, he does 
Like the there is a scene where he's like on the subway Wait, interacting with people. Actually, yeah, and I was like, and I saw it, and I ca- I said, oh, I've never seen this before because it hasn't happened. Yeah, there is no loading screen. It is yeah. actually a fast second travel. and a half, two seconds from clicking yeah. like a fast travel to like a black screen. It's like it's almost just like a transition. It like, yeah. yeah, and it just go- fades to black and then immediately fades back up when he's walking up the subway stairs. Yeah, it's incredible. It's seamless. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I know in Assassin's Creed, it's like the fast travel is just like boom. You're just there. Super, super fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, One thing I noticed, uh, I because I did start Resident Evil 4, um, and the first loading screen went in and out in a sec, like just like that. Are you playing it on PS5? Yeah, I'm playing it on PS5. Uh, Okay. I think I'm going to get it on PS5. Really? I was like, holy crap. Uh, See, I think it would be be fun if we all played it on different systems. Well, Adam's going to play it on Switch. Yeah, but you can get it on PC. I've already beaten it on PC once. I can tell you how it... What? No. (laughs) That's fair. I can just say, like, yes, I beat it on PC. It felt... Why would I not play the best version of it? Um, So, yeah. uh, It's 60% off, right? It's like... Yeah. Yeah, It's like $6. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it right now because I can do that. And I will download it on my PlayStation while we're sitting here. Yeah. This console is changing the way that I think about how I play games. Yes. I'm very much liking interacting with things. Like I'm bringing up trophy lists. Like my phone yeah. is basically. Yeah. I, pl- I plan to I plan to platinum every single game that I'm playing right now. Except uh, Call of Duty because fuck that. <laughs> I don't. So I don't think I'm going to platinum bugs next. I have to like really like a game or it's going to be really short. Yeah. Like by yeah, the time I was done with Astros, I was like, this is going to take me another half hour to platinum. So yeah. I just did that. And like Spider-Man, I'm really enjoying, but I probably won't platinum bug snacks. Yeah. And obviously it depends close. on some of the conditions because obviously if I had to beat Spider-Man three times or four times, I don't think I would have done it. Exactly. Like if I had to beat it on, on a certain difficulty or whatever, like that's. Get out of here. Like, I think I read in the dark... I was considering going for the Platinum in Dark Souls, but I read, like, you have to, like, do a certain... Max out a bunch of classes and, like, get all weapon types and whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's... It's, like, possible to do it in one playthrough. Or, no, it's not possible to do it in one playthrough, and... It takes like do you get, you have to get like all the sorceries, all the spells, all the yeah. pirate pirates, and then like you have all to get the all weapons. the rare weapons, which yeah. is like there's certain unique enemies that right, die after like, you kill them the first time. Yeah, like it's it's uh yeah it's hard. Um, so ca- stuff like that will kind of turn me off, but I think currently I plan to try. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited going forward. The PlayStation Five is super cool. Yeah, it's probably my it's favorite great. console ever. Above the Switch? Yeah. I, I don't play my Switch anymore. Yeah, you, you don't. I, like, I still love my Switch. I love the Switch for what it's doing, but in but personally, like, I almost never use it handheld. Uh, and so, like, when I think of game, of, like, sitting down to play a video game, I want to play it on my TV in a yeah. chair or my couch in the living room. Yeah. And the PS5 does that the best. The okay. thing is... Uh, I got to pee really bad. Okay, well, we'll take a break real quick. Derek's got to pee. And when we come back, we'll do trivia because that's really all that's left. All right, well, since Derek so rudely uh, interrupted us, <laughs> just got up and ran away to go pee, uh, in that time frame, uh, I have bought uh, Resident Evil 4. And I'm downloading it onto my console while not leaving my basement. I did it all from my phone, which is another fucking cool aspect of the ne- the current generation of consoles. Future is now, old man. Yeah, it's it's super cool. 108 seconds left before I can walk upstairs and play Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah, most most of the features of the new console are are like so quick, it's, so seamless. A few yeah. button presses away. Getting used to the new interface is a little weird as a 
established PS4 player. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I don't I'm because on the PS4 you could hold down the center button and then right there it gives it, you it, the they option just to put it. it into sleep mode. Yeah, yeah. But so even if I just tap the button once, that menu doesn't come up. I have to go down to the bar, go all the way to the right to the power options. So there's no quick way to put it into rest mode. Yeah. I also hate that the the PlayStation button isn't a, like a button. It's not a full cycle. Oh, oh yeah, it's just it's, a logo. I love it. Oh, I hate I think that. It's so cool. I think it's cool, but I don't think it works function- it, functionally. I feel like wise. it takes me an extra second to find it with my thumb. <laughs> and yeah. that just is a me. I I'm accidentally hit problem. the mute mic button a lot, too. Yeah, I hit that a bunch, too. Um, and, but, and like, um, but the controller itself is still really cool all around anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and the whole thing where you have to now hold the PS, the PlayStation button to go to the your home menu, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of what it was before, is right. really confusing. Yeah. There, you can change that in the main menu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it makes more sense because of the, the title car, or the card system. Also, I used... Have it, any of yeah, you used I'm the not, cards for... I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's just like... <laughs> it's just I, weird. I have to yeah. get used to it. So I've used the cards if it's like, I'm like, what trophies... Am yeah. I close to getting, or can yeah. I get in close proximity? Yeah, or like that's good for that. And I've used the help system uh, like a couple times in Bug Snacks, and once in Spider Man, uh, and it actually worked really well. Yeah, uh, cool. and I don't know. I still don't know if it's an AI based thing or if it's the game developers. I can't imagine it's the game developers because the thing I used it in for Spider Man was so minute and simple. It's just like. I just needed to pull a lever to open a door and I was just being dumb and couldn't find the lever. And yeah, it turns out yeah. it was just on the opposite wall. But like, they're not going to go in and make a video for that. It's just got to be like, I don't know. It just knows. Well, maybe they've captured some basic footage of just people playing through the game too. Maybe. But yeah. That's what I think. I think it like, that's what I think if it is AI it's doing is it's kind of like pulling like, oh, someone did this and we have it in our like database or whatever. Like, here you go. Yeah, uh, it worked really well. So it's all yeah. cool. I, I am going to be treating this console with a little more care going forward compared to my PlayStation 4. Uh, so I'm turning it off fully more often mm. um, instead of just putting it on rest mode all the time because I think doing that kind of nuked my PS4 a little bit. Really? Yeah. I, I always well, I mean, it might mode. be it might be part of it. I don't really know, but it's just an extra precaution because mm. um, I want this thing to last as long as it can. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've already experienced some some crashing. Yeah, uh, I had a weird uh, like a soft lock in Spider Man earlier today. Yeah, you just saw today. it. Uh, it's just I opened a menu as a cutscene was starting, and I just couldn't do it. I think it that froze. might be just a Spider Man thing because at one point in Miles Morales, I fell through the world. Uh, yeah, I just fell under the <laughs> ground. I had a fun bug in Assassin's Creed where I crouched while sliding down a hill. And the character got stuck in the crevice between like where it flattened out and, the, <laughs> and was just like twitching around. And I was like, I I don't know what to do. And eventually it just yeah. popped back. Oh, really? <laughs> popped out. And there yeah. was a period of time, actually, when I was playing Miles Morales on Saturday or Sunday, I had been playing the console basically all day. Uh, and it well, I was getting frame hops. Really? Yeah. Like it Were was you just playing on performance or uh, fidelity mode? Performance. And you're still getting frame skips. No. Wait, which one is... Performance is where it's a lock 60 frames. Uh, but the and resolution scales. There's no ray tracing or anything like that? I'm playing on that one. Okay. Yeah. that I can't tell that... I'm not looking at the buildings closely enough to see the yeah. perfect reflection of the yeah, sunlight in Spider-Man's eyes in his reflection. I yeah. didn't care about that. I wanted the 60 FPS. Yeah, I'd rather have the 60 FPS right. lock because it still looks fucking incredible. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, so I, after a long day of playing the game, it, I was starting to see frame skips when I was swinging around, and it got a little bit jarring. But as soon as I reached, did you the put console, on the Spider Verse costume accidentally and cut yourself down to no. what is it? Is it like fourteen frames a second? Does that actually happen? So yeah, if you put on the Into the Spider Verse costume, oh, is that only what it does? Is that it just cuts that's down what the it's frame ability. rate? Yeah, so it makes it well. So no, I d- I used the costume and I saw the animation, and yeah. I was like, okay, cool. But after looking at it for like ten minutes, I was like, I need to stop. It's weird. Yeah, I turned it off instantly. But you can um, put that on any of the other suits too. Oh. Okay. Because it's a mod. But no, th- I didn't have that. Okay. It was just uh, just natural <laughs> frame, funny. frame glitches. No, I'm not stupid. Always. Let's do some trivia. <laughs> uh, Megabyte trivia. And the, the topic for this episode is launch games. Ooh. With the launch okay. of new consoles, we're going to do trivia uh, regarding launch video games. I can't wait to answer questions about... Pilot Wings 3DS and Breath of the Wild. Shit, I gotta redo this. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Are you guys ready? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Question number one. Uh, hang on. Let me put this over here. Question. Nope, that's the wrong one. Let me put this over here. Question number one. The NES launched with 17 games. Jesus. Name three of them. Oh God. Whoa. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a big old list of games. 17 of them. Just give me three. That's all you got to do. Uh, you know, just use your, your brain. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have... Andrew's younger, so he's farther removed from the NES. So we're going to have Andrew go first. Andrew, name me three NES games, launch games. Uh, Duck Hunt, Tent- Tetris, and Super Mario Brothers. Derek, name me three launch NES games. Uh, I said Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, and Excite Bike. Mm, both of you only got two right. Oh. Balloon Fighter is not on the list, and Tetris is not on the list. That was the only one where I was questionable. Tetris, I think, was originally released on the Game, Game Boy. Boy, and then they uh, brought yeah. it to NES afterwards. Balloon Fight was not. Uh, so we got 10-yard fight, baseball, Clue Clue Land, Duck Hunt, oh, Excite, Clue Clue Land. Excite Bike, Golf, Gyromite, Hogan's Alley, uh, ice Climber, Kung Fu, Mock Rider, Pinball, Stack Up, Super Mario Bros, Tennis, Wild Gunman, and Wrecking Crew. You honestly should have said, and don't say Super Mario Bros, because that's like a gimme. Well, this is the first question. I wanted it to be a gimme. I'm surprised <laughs> that neither of you got it right, but you got tricked by... You underestimate, underestimate I mean, overestimate I how much made, I know like, about... We both named games that probably came out... like Close after? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, well. Tetris was on NES, right? Yeah, but not for a little while after. Question number two. What is the best-selling launch game of all time? What launch game of all the video game consoles that have ever been launched, which game is the highest-selling launch game, best-selling launch game? Andrew's putting some serious thought into this. Just because I don't know <laughs> what ge- what consoles have launch games or not. Derek, we're going to have you go first here because Andrew went first in the last one. What do you got, buddy? Um, I'm going to go with best launch game. Uh, Wii Sports. Andrew? I was going to ask if Wii Sports counted. What is your answer? Oh, well, I... I had the thought like before Derek said it, so can I say Wii I, Sports? I will let you say whatever you want to say. Mm, it has to be Wii Sports. It's, it's Wii, Wii Sports. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah. Uh, that was a packing game. It kind of cheats because everybody got it. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a Wii that didn't have Wii Sports with it. 
Um, good job. Question number three. Which Assassin's Creed launched alongside the PS4? Mm, you, we've been talking about a lot about Assassin's Creed in the last half a year on this podcast. Which one launched? <laughs> Without actually having played most of them, like I said I was going to. <laughs> which one launched alongside the PS4? I still plan on doing it. Andrew, which one launched? Black Flag. Derek? I put Assassin's Creed Unity. It is Black Flag. Yeah. Derek's point for Andrew. claimed favorite Assassin's Just Creed not. game. I thought for some reason that they just ported it over at the same time that they released Unity. But Mm-mm. that's not true. No. Question number four. What N64 game got its only sequel as an Xbox 360 launch game? So it was a game that was on N64. So it's not a launch game for N64. No, it's a launch game for the 360. What it's a launch game for the 360. Oh. But it's a sequel to a game that was on the N64. I know that one. Andrew? Banjo Kazooie. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm assuming this, that's your answer, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what I wrote down and what I said, so <laughs> technically, but I think I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. It's Perfect Dark. It is Zero. Perfect Dark. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even what I was going to say. I was going to say Conquer. Nope. Conquer never got a sequel. I got a remake on the Xbox. Yeah. Live yeah. or something in Reloaded. Yeah, Live, live Reloaded. Reloaded, yeah. Uh, Banjo Nuts and Bolts was later, but not a launch title. Perfect Dark was, in fact, a launch game for the Xbox 360. We're tied two to two. Oh, baby. Question number five, what was the attach rate for Breath of the Wild to the Nintendo Switch one month after its release? So, so atta- like percentage Attach wise? rate in percentages. What percentage of I've Switch owners own Breath, Breath of the Wild one month after its release? One month. One month after its release. If you get it within... I'll give you a plus or minus one on this. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to have Derek go first. Derek, what was the attach rate of Breath of the Wild? One I said 85%. I said 87. You <laughs> fools. It was 102%. What? You don't remember this was a thing? No. Because people weren't able to buy Switches, but they bought Breath of the Wild in preparation oh, for when they were going right. to get their Switch. Yeah, yeah. So 102% of Switch owners, and this isn't counting Wii U sales. Right. 102% of Switch owners had hmm. Breath of the Wild. I did not. I've never heard about that, no. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, I remember when that first doesn't happened. mean every Switch owner owned Breath of the Wild, right? It just means, it just means that more, more people owned Breath of the Wild, Wild than, than had Switches. Switches. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Fun little fact. I didn't think about that. So, uh, wait. Within 1%, we would have had to guess 101? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I you didn't you didn't know the fact. Yeah. Point. We didn't know it was going to be over 100%. <laughs> so, uh, it didn't matter. <laughs> all right. Question tiebreaker. Uh, because we, we have to we because need- it, because it's used for its purpose. We haven't needed a tiebreaker in a while. How many copies of Breath of the Wild have been sold to date? This includes both Wii U and Switch, I think. Well, we can count one for Wii U for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have that? You should like put that in a frame. Yeah, <laughs> I have it. That's going to be rare one day. Um, I don't know. The Wii U is pretty big. <laughs> How many copies of Breath of the Wild have been sold to date? Uh, Andrew, I'm really bad with sales number metrics. I know, so am I. Andrew, you're gonna go first here, buddy. Great. 69 million. Nice. I wrote 60 million. 19.74 million, which makes Derek. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know anything about sales numbers. I like, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna stop doing that because you guys are never. Close. I just never. I don't know like how much 
any game has sold just like ballpark, and yeah. I also don't know how much is a lot. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. I'm gonna stop using those as a, <laughs> as a metric for us. I've also noticed that most of the time the tiebreaker is like really hev- heavily related to the last question. Wow, you finally caught on. I mean, I caught on a while seven ago. Seven episodes later. Um, I mean, it hasn't always been like that. It usually is. Mm. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast. You can find uh, our website, thegamesharks.com, and you can reach out but to why us. Why would you? You can reach out to us ga- at the email address, gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. Send us any questions, send us any discussion topics. Check in, say hello. It's nice to hear from you guys. Please. Um, we won't be able to see each other very soon. That is true. Going forward, uh, we just got a mandate today that in Rhode Island, you are not allowed to have anyone that's not from your household within your household. So if anyone asks, we live here. <laughs> we live here now. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that was uh, instituted while Andrew was already at my house. So I feel like we have a bit of a grace period for that one. Jeff and I also work together. So that's like, true. whatever. But regardless, with COVID uh, really flaring up and getting pretty bad, we are going to go back to recording Still. these uh, digitally going forward until things kind of sw- uh, get back down. Maybe f- a vaccine. I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to take a dip in audio quality going forward, but just be until ready. Until everyone but. forgets that there's a regulation again. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But thank you very much for listening to this episode. And with that, we are Finn. You said yes, we are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bunger? Bunger? Bunger, 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 bunger.